people of Earth, your planet has to be destroyed. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, the world's most trusted conspiracy theory podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Olivia Haidar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy Show. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me is co-host Olivia Hydar's here. Hey, yes, it's me, Olivia Hydar. Hi. How's it going, Olivia? Uh, it's okay. You know, same old, same old on this end. <laughs> We're recording this on a very special day for conspiracy theorists. No, I don't no, mean 420. I mean 9-11. Uh, right. And so, of course... We're talking about JFK today. Yeah. <laughs> we are talking about JFK. Your parents' 9-11. It's basically the old 9-11. Yeah, although 9-11 was also probably your parents' 9-11, right. unless your dad died when you were real young like mine did. Right. Like a total idiot. But, wow, dork. Yeah, what a I mean, fucking it, doofus. It's kind of like 9-11, although 9-11, I will say... Uh, about 1,500 times more people died than during the JFK assassination. Yeah, they put up a lot more numbers on 9-11 yeah. than on, I always forget, was it November 23rd? When yeah, 11-22, uh, it was November 22nd. Okay, it was 63 though, right? That's where yes. I'm getting the three yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, yeah. November 22nd, 1963, a date that will live in infamy. Wait, no, that's the wrong tragedy also. God damn it. It's a date that will live as the title of a Stephen King book. <laughs> a Stephen King book I've never read. I tried to watch the Hulu series and did not. Oh, you'd like it. Get, I, I didn't finish it, but I also didn't well, hate it when I was watching it. I think I just like yeah, fell off. The series is kind of like the book, but boring. You oh, should sure. just read the book. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I would prefer the book. That's how it shakes out a lot of times. So it's a fun King's time. Stuff. It's mostly just about a guy being a teacher in Texas in the 60s. And then every once in a while, the JFK assassination is brought up. Yeah, I, all I remember from the series is like James Franco had like a special portal to the JFK assassination that he could walk through <laughs> or some shit. It's very confusing. Basically. So we're talking about the magic bullet. <laughs> theory today uh -huh. because someone has come forward recently to cast some doubt on the magic bullet theory which i'm gonna be honest that's not a tall task i don't sure. think you don't have to do a lot of work to make the magic bullet theory seem not true because it seems not true well it doesn't help that they call it the magic bullet theory they don't though that's what folks like me who think it's complete nonsense Call right. It. They I, call it the I, single bullet theory. Sure. Which that's the Warren Commission's term for it. So they're <laughs> the ones who came up with this theory. In my mind, the magic bullet theory is a thing like everyone who's ever listened to a conspiracy theory podcast already knows about. But maybe right. not. So <laughs> we'll, we'll go through it. What are your thoughts on the magic bullet theory? Man, you would have like there would have to be something crazy to happen to get me to give a single shit about JFK at this point. <laughs> like yeah. I am just so beyond it, but that's not really the question. 
like no, I, I know, I get I know. that you're beyond it. Like, who isn't? It happened like 60 years ago, and we're still right. Exactly, about that's the thing. <laughs> but we also have a podcast to record. Well, no, I know, I know. So, like, I'm just yeah, asking, magic- like, in terms of a theory, how well do you think it holds up? I don't know. I don't think it holds up, but you know, it doesn't help that most of the evidence for it doesn't really exist anymore. It's just this one bullet and yeah, man, I don't know. I don't really, I I haven't really thought about the magic bullet like until I read this article and like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I I don't know. The thing about Uh, it is it's like vital to the idea that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Sure. And I feel like to me, the magic bullet theory is an example of instead of like doing science and letting Mm -hmm. that lead you to the correct explanation, this is like you come up with the explanation first and now you're going to bend science to make it work. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is a thing you saw a lot in the case of Michael Peterson. If you watch the Staircase documentary, there's a lot of points in that where the prosecution instead of like recreating what they think happened and seeing if the evidence bears that out, they're doing Mm -hmm. these like reverse science experiments where they're trying to produce what happened at the crime scene. And that's backwards. That's not, that's not how you do things. And that's kind of what happened with the magic bullet theory. It was first pushed by the Warren commission in the course of their investigation into the assassination. And it's such a bananas theory to me that like I was three when the Warren commission finally released their findings. So I couldn't do shit about it. I was a toddler, (laughs) but it feels to me like the magic bullet theory is a social experiment that we as a country failed. Like it feels like the government pushing the most unlikely explanation in front of us and being like, this is what you get. It's magic. Magic, JFK. Crazy, huh? And we were just like, (laughs) all right, I guess gas is really expensive right now, so I guess we don't fucking care. It was 1970. Yeah. I mean, as always, you know, Americans have a lot of shit on their plate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that's always a good time to drop stuff like the magic bullet theory because people aren't going to question it. They have loved ones being held in Iran, not at (laughs) all at the urging of the CIA. That's for a episode. What really rubs me the wrong way about the magic bullet theory is the condition of that bullet. Like we have pictures of it. There's pictures in the Warren commission. There's pictures in the articles we'll link to. Mm -hmm. It is in pristine condition. Yeah. Like if it was a collector's item, like it it would be graded pretty highly. Like it's in, right. It looks like you could still shoot it. (laughs) And they say that it, only lost a couple grains of its usual weight, which is pretty unusual for a bullet that passed through a lot of things. Yeah, this is a bullet that passed through Kennedy's neck, somehow went through Kennedy's neck, and then into the chest of Governor John Connolly, which that alone is quite a change in direction. Well, Kennedy was giving him head at the time, and... (laughs) People always leave that part out. <laughs> People forget, and they were in a convertible, and everybody could see. <laughs> but did they want to see? 
No, they didn't. They That's turned the their blind eye. <laughs> Everyone except Zapruder, who was filming and jerking off at the same time. So, yeah, it not only goes through John Connolly's chest, it then went through his right wrist and embedded itself in his left thigh. To pull mm. this off, it would have had to travel through a back brace, 15 layers of clothing, seven layers of skin, 15 inches of muscle tissue. And on top of that, it had to pulverize four inches of John Connolly's rib bones and mm. shatter his radius bone. And it comes out the other end of all that in just mwah, chef's kiss condition. <laughs> just pretty as the day it was born. Still shiny. Makes well, no sense. I, I feel like somebody probably polished it. I don't think it was shiny. <laughs> Why would you polish evidence of a crime? Well, that is a good question. I don't know. And like, there's no way. Like, you have to be such a government rube to believe <laughs> the magic bullet theory. No one fucking believes it. Even... It, a good portion of the Warren Commission didn't even believe it. <laughs> and as we all know, I am a government rube, and so I'm here to totally discount any other alternative. <laughs> are you? No, I'm not. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't care enough to put the energy into that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I, I also don't think it's a thing anyone would be able to do. Like, there's no looking at the magic bullet theory and going, okay, no, here, I can explain that. No, you can't. Like, if anyone could explain it, it would be explained in a way that hasn't led to even more questions in the 40-odd sure. years since it came out. Like, I would say if a proper investigation had been done in the days after the assassination, then perhaps you could find evidence of an explanation that makes sense. But now, no, and years after the fact, that's never happening right but i mean like just the the magic bullet theory itself like right the word magic is in it for a reason it's because, <laughs> sure but they call it the single bullet theory right but like even that's crazy like you can look at the zapruder film and see that there's more than one bullet but did that second one just like not do well the single bullet theory is not saying that there was only one bullet fired Sure. It's just the one bullet is explaining all of this damage. Right. But and like, no, there were three shots fired. Yeah, that's the thing. There were lots of people who testified that they heard three shots. There were newspaper reports that came out. One of them issued by someone who was in the motorcade, like a few cars back. And they like almost mm. immediately report that they heard three shots. Right. Everyone heard three shots. But even according to the Warren Commission, there's only two shots, which that's also pretty suspect. Yeah. And the reason the magic bullet theory is so important is because despite what the Warren Commission claims, which is that even though the magic bullet theory is weird, it doesn't really inform their conclusion in the Warren Commission, which is that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. And when they issued that conclusion, they said this theory wasn't like vital to it, but it absolutely is. Sure. Because I think it was the FBI initially also in their statement was that there were three shots fired. And so the Warren Commission starts looking into this idea and especially looking at the Zapruder film, which is like the only footage we have of the right. JFK assassination. 
And the reason the magic bullet theory is so crucial is because they found that Kennedy was wounded sometime between frames 210 and 225 of the Subruder film. Mm-hmm. Governor Connolly was wounded in the back and chest no later than frame 240. Right. And that would not give Lee Harvey Oswald enough time to reload his gun and fire again. That was determined by sure. the FBI. They had marksmen test fire the same rifle Oswald used, and they found it takes approximately two and one quarter seconds to reload mm-hmm. this gun. And that is 41 to 42 Zapruder film frames and at most 30 frames passed between those two shots. So right. either there was another shooter or Harry Potter magic is at play here. And this bullet just acted in ways that physics and science do not support. Sure. And like, that's why people have had questions all these years. I mean, yeah. So, but also like, what are you going to do about it? It's the government, you know, <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> and so, yeah, they just like, they couldn't explain how Lee Harvey Oswald got those shots off. So the answer was magic. It was a magic bullet. Right. And we as a nation did not care at all. We just no let that go. I mean, people cared. Yeah, people cared. Oliver Stone cared. He, yeah, Oliver Stone really cared. <laughs> is JFK his best movie? I think pro- probably. I would have to think about this. Yeah. I f- uh, like, it's a it's a narrow field. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't like have that. a ton of movies I love. I liked Platoon. I like JFK. Yeah, his early, like, yeah, that that mid-run is fine. Yeah. And, like, uh, Natural Born Killers has its stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, probably JFK is his magnum opus. That he makes really sense. hit his peak when he started interviewing Putin, obviously. Well, of course, yeah. Now, of course, all of his films are great. I mean, who could forget? <laughs> uh... I mean, my favorite Oliver Stone film uh, is World Trade Center. Oh, sure. <laughs> my favorite Oliver Stone film is his kid clearly being methed up on an episode of uh, Conspiracy uh, Theory with Jesse Ventura. That is his best work. <laughs> his son is his best work, yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe Alexander. Yeah. No, maybe Wall Street. Oh, I forgot about Wall Street. He's got Wall some movies. Yeah, he's got, yeah, he, he's got some bangers. He's got some movies. So back to the Warren Commission. <laughs> not only did Oliver Stone not believe it, three members of the Warren Commission also did not believe the magic bullet theory. Right. Representative Hale Boggs, Senator Richard Russell, <laughs> and Senator John Cooper all found the magic bullet theory to be highly improbable. Russell mm-hmm. even requested that his objection be added as a footnote in the report. But in the end, despite not actually agreeing all seven members signed off on the following statement. There was no question in the mind of any member of the commission that all the shots which caused the president's and Governor Connolly's wounds were fired from the sixth floor window of the Texas School Book Depository. Which, how do you reconcile that? Like, I don't know how a person who receives this report and reads it is going to go, okay, so three of you disagree on like the central tenet of your theory, but you also all agree on the theory. Well, I would say that that statement doesn't necessarily preclude there being another shooter. 
they're just kind of saying that there were two shooters in the sixth floor of the book depository. Not really that there were like well, other shooters. Sure. But the Warren commission decided that there was only one shooter. Like, no, was, I know that. That yeah. was their conclusion. And this is the Warren commission talking like that statement is from the Warren commission. Right. So three people who disagreed as to how these shots were fired are also like, but yeah, it was just Lee Harvey Oswald. Right. Frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like we already mentioned, three shots fired at Kennedy's motorcade. Those were all the headlines after this happened. Three shots fired. One report came from someone who was in the motorcade. And like, it's not like Bobby Kennedy, where there's like, I think, eight or nine shots. And you like really have to listen to hear them all. Right. No one's going to be on the fence about whether it was two or three. Granted... (laughs) There were lots of witnesses who said anything from one shot to like eight shots, but I mean, sure. But the people who were in the motorcade and like acting in their official capacity as a news reporter, uh-huh. I don't know that you'd fuck that up. And three seems right. to be the consensus. Like if you, they have a breakdown somewhere out there of all the witnesses and the numbers they reported. And it's like not even close. The number of people who reported three compared to those strays who were like two, five, six, that's right. like a handful of people. And then like the whole crowd pretty much was like, nope, three. We heard three. Yeah. And I think that's also questionable because the whole thing is, well, he didn't get like he didn't really have time to get those two shots off. Well, How the hell did he get three off? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know either. So. Now let's talk about Paul Landis. Right. Paul Landis has recently come forward with new information about Mm -hmm. the magic bullet theory. And the thing about Paul Landis, he was a Secret Service agent. He was in the Kennedy motorcade. And something we have not mentioned about the magic bullet theory so far is that the bullet in question was found on a stretcher that was believed to have been used to transport Governor Connolly, who did survive the shooting, by the way. Yes, yeah. And it was assumed that it, quote, fell out of his body, end mm-hmm. quote, while doctors As it ha- were working to save That happens. Life. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It like, doesn't? No. No? No, bullets don't just fall out. It's a fucking bullet. That's the so- body is like a sack, basically. <laughs> if you shake it enough, everything will come out. Your body is a wonder sack. <laughs> Paul Landis was never interviewed by the Warren Commission, and it seems like he maybe should have been. Yeah, I mean, like, for no other reason than the fact that he was a Secret Service agent uh, on duty during that motorcade. Maybe seems like that's an easy list of guys that you want to interview. Yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. It seems like all (laughs) Secret Service agents you're going to talk to. And this guy was assigned to protect Jackie Kennedy who also kind of a key figure in this, just in the fact that she was right there. So that means Paul Landis was right there also. Yeah. And his claim is that the bullet that they found on the stretcher that went on to be flagged as the magic bullet, the single bullet. Right. He says he found that bullet lodged in the seat behind Kennedy. Yeah. And... It was in the presidential limousine lodged in the back seat. He says he spotted the bullet after the motorcade arrived at the hospital 
and took it just to like thwart any potential souvenir hunters. Right. And then for reasons he himself isn't completely sure of, he says he entered the hospital and placed (laughs) the bullet next to Kennedy on the stretcher he was on, assuming it might be useful to doctors working on the president. And what he thinks happened is maybe at some point, those two stretchers, Connolly and Kennedy were next to each other. And in all the commotion, the bullet got like jostled and moved over to Connolly's stretcher. Right. Right. And here's the thing. That's also a pretty wild story. Yeah. It's not like unbelievable, but it's just like a weird series of steps to take. It is. I would say though, that's a, that's a day for a lot of weird events happening. Yeah. It's a theme. Like it's a thing we bring up all the time on this podcast. Like you can't really judge someone's actions in the most stressful situation they've ever been in. Totally. And point at that and go, well, why is that person acting so weird? And Sandy Hook (laughs) is always the best uh, touchstone Uh, for that. Sure. Yeah. Because so much of Sandy Hook is, well, why was that coroner acting so weird? Why are these parents acting so weird? Yeah, maybe it's because they just saw, like, a bunch of dead children. Yeah. Who all were murdered horribly. Yeah. Why didn't the authorities let the parents go in the school? I don't know, because it's a crime scene littered with dozens and dozens of dead kids that they're going to have to step over to get to their dead kid. Right. Like, that's not how any of that works ever. (laughs) It is never, ever how that works. And same thing here with this guy's story. Like, it's weird like it's a weird series of steps to take but sure i could imagine like grabbing that bullet and walking with it in my pocket for a second and then being like i shouldn't have this (laughs) yeah absolutely that is not something you want to have on your person on the day that kennedy was assassinated (laughs) and it seems like that's kind of where paul landis is coming from it seems like he did this and then immediately was like Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. That was probably, this was a mistake. It's probably a bad idea. And I can see someone making a mistake like that in that moment. Yeah. This is a quote from Paul Landis. There was nobody there to secure the scene. And that was a big, big bother to me. All the agents that were there were focused on the president. This was all going on so quickly. And I was just afraid that it was a piece of evidence that I realized right away. Very important. And I didn't want it to disappear or get lost. So it was, Paul, you've got to make a decision. And I grabbed it. And yeah. quote, which, yeah, what do you do in that situation? Do you leave the bullet? Do you grab it? Who knows? I don't sure. know what I would do. Well, I don't either. I mean, eBay exists now, so I kind of know what well, I would do. Yeah, now, if it happened today. <laughs> yeah. But also, I feel like my relationship with the presidency is a lot different than it would have been in 1963. Oh, I don't sure, know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, today I see that bullet. I'm probably hightailing it to Vegas to appear on an episode of Pawn Stars. <laughs> and you know what? That probably wouldn't be the right decision either. I'm sure, sure. I'm sure Big Haas would be like, one second, dude, and come back with the FBI and have me arrested. Uh, I can't imagine that Big Haas <laughs> would be a rat. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But he's had some legal trouble of his own. They might dangle that oh, in yeah. his head. <laughs> and so despite Paul Landis having this information in his back pocket and knowing that this bullet 
is the one that led to the magic bullet theory. For all these years, he says he is still mostly believed that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone and fired all of the bullets. I don't know. I don't know how you reconcile those two thoughts in your head, but I've never watched the president's head explode 50 feet in front of me (laughs) either. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think it's that crazy to think that Oswald did it himself, but there are definitely a lot of weird uh, circumstances surrounding it that make it a weird event. But yeah, yeah, as someone who is there, I understand just being like, yeah, that makes sense enough to me. I don't want to put too much more thought into this. Yeah, that's got to be the other thing. Like, by the time the Warren Commission report comes out, it's 1979. Right. And in terms of the government definitely not murdering progressive leaders in this country. (laughs) JFK was like literally the tip of the iceberg. Like he was was first, but we spent the better part of the sixties just assassinating progressives in this country. And I got to imagine by the time 1979 rolls around, you're just like, shit, man, I'm not going to say nothing. Not trying to get assassinated (laughs) also. Sure. That makes sense. And so the question is like, why come forward now? Like, right. And I mean, my guess and a lot of other people's guess is he's trying to clear his conscience. This guy's 88 years old. Like, yeah, he's trying to get what he knows out there. Either that or he's just part of some other bigger, massive conspiracy. Who knows? Or he was like so many seniors radicalized by conspiracy theorists which seems to be the case because they talk about him you know getting a book and like people talking to him and seeking him out and all this stuff and i don't know man seems like maybe he's just like i have this unique window into this event uh it's time for me to let my story be heard yeah and provided his story is true i'm fine with it happening that way sure because i mean Between the two, his story is the more believable. Absolutely. Like, it's way more believable than the idea that this bullet traversed all of those barriers. Yeah. And came out the other end looking like a new bullet. It makes sense that it's just a different bullet than the one that caused those injuries, which is what he's basically saying. Right. But then they also never found the bullet that caused all those injuries, if that's the case. Which completely blows up that theory yeah but have you have we heard about any of the other bullets like i don't think we've found i don't know how many bullets from the jfk assassination we found well they took his brain for one thing well i knew that i remember that one of those bullets might have been in that head that exploded yeah but like uh, but again the head exploded and like a bunch of the stuff that was inside of it is now outside which we see pictures of in this new york times article by the way yeah it's It's very graphic pretty graphic but yeah this was such a big investigation like if the bullet just like yeah bounced out onto the street i feel like well that's that's what i'm saying like i don't know what happened to those other bullets This is the only bullet I know the location of. (laughs) Here's the thing. I also know what didn't happen to any of those bullets. And it's that none of them passed through Kennedy's neck, went into Connolly's chest, came out his wrist, passed through a back brace, shattered a few ribs, and then came out shining like a new diamond. Like, right. I I don't think that happened either. Even if this isn't the same bullet, 
that bullet did not happen. Like, there's no fucking right. way. Like, well, right. But that what I'm saying is like the whole thing about the magic bullet. Part of it is that it's totally un undamaged, and that undamaged bullet is this one that we're talking about that he found. Right. That right. It turns out wasn't the magic bullet. It was. It went through Kennedy only. But that's not the conclude. Like the bullet he found is the bullet that they call the magic bullet. I know that, so, but it didn't. It, it didn't do the things that they say it did. It only went through Kennedy. How do you know that? The well, bullet because he, he found, found it lodged in his seat. <laughs> he found it lodged in his seat. He didn't find it lodged in Kennedy. Like it was. I know. So it like went in Kennedy and like fucking backed out. What? I'm the bullet confused. Wasn't, he didn't find the bullet lodged in John Kennedy. It was in I know the that. seat behind him. So how, right. So that bullet you think went through Kennedy and then back into the seat? I, I don't know. I've gotten some geography raw, uh, mixed up here. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, that would explain the lack of damage. It didn't go through anyone. It was just right. It was just an extra bullet that sure. was found and used to come up with the conclusion in the fucking JFK right. assassination, which that's nuts. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what this bullet was, but I don't think it hit anybody. Sure. Which means, yeah, that's that's possible. But we also know two shots hit him. So then, sure. where did this spent bullet come from? Like that, I think would speak to there being a different shooter. Yeah, I will say, I if this guy's report is accurate, it does kind of put the kibosh on my favorite JFK conspiracy, which is that one of the Secret Service agents maybe he's hiding the fact that he shot Kennedy in the head. I mean, it could be, but. I don't think this this idea blows that theory up at all, because that's also my favorite theory. It's, I think, the most sound JFK theory there is. There's a documentary about it that I bring up all the time called JFK, The Smoking Gun. And that theory comes from the one guy who was able to recreate Oswald's shots. Because remember, mm -hmm. CBS tried, they had like a huge group of firearms experts, marksmen, ballistics experts, all try and recreate these shots. And only one guy was able to do it. And he was like, if it was that hard for me, Lee Harvey Oswald didn't fucking do this alone. And he spent right. decades looking at the ballistics evidence. And what he came up with was that Kennedy was clearly hit by two different types of bullets. Mm -hmm. And what I love about that theory is it makes everyone right. Like, right. yes, Lee Harvey Oswald was the only assassin on the scene. But yes, another bullet did hit Kennedy. It's just that it was an accident. And yes, of course, the American government covered that shit up. Like, right. yeah. you're not going to come out and be like, oopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> Secret Service shot Kennedy in the head. But I do think that's what happened. And I wouldn't be surprised if this guy is more coming forward to hopefully try and get that story out. Yeah. Maybe he did it. Yeah, maybe. But in that's the what I would love to. In the documentary, they identify the guy that they think did it. Oh, and it was the different guy? Yeah, because there's a picture of him starting to stand up, and <gasps> which is such a wild picture. I don't think I had seen it yeah. before that documentary. But he's like standing up with the gun. And yeah, the, the theory there is that Secret Service did it on accident. I mean, that's, I think, the most plausible theory. Now, It's my the only non-Oswald working alone theory that has made any sense to me yeah but i 
I won't say it's my favorite theory. My favorite theory is that JFK's limo driver shot him with a shellfish toxin bullet. The reason it's my favorite, I don't think it's true. But, oh, no? Well, here's the thing. You, you scoff at the idea of yes, a shellfish I toxin bullet. Okay, go watch the church committee hearings where the CIA <laughs> director produces the shellfish toxin gun and shows how it works. I don't think JFK was killed with it, but the CIA absolutely looked into shellfish toxin as a means of assassination. That's not a joke. Like it sounds funny, but it does. I know, but they also did it. And the, <laughs> it's like they testified to it in public. No, I'm not. I'm, that wasn't a laugh of dismissal. That was a laugh of this is funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, unless they like killed people that way, which. Well, sure. But that's a funny way to kill someone. I, would, I don't know. It's actually a really like it's kind of the most humane way to assassinate someone. Because you just right. sort of peacefully die in a few seconds. There's not a lot of pain. You just kind sure. of go limp and die. Because shellfish toxin is, like, you can synthesize it into oh, a yeah. chemical weapon. And I did an episode a while back where, when I was talking about the book Behold a Pale Horse, which is where that theory kind of first came from, like, there was a point where it was ordered that we had to, like, get rid of all of our chemical weapons and a bunch of shellfish toxin just like went missing. <laughs> so it's like just out there somewhere still. Yeah. And like, I love that theory, but I also don't believe it mostly. Well, well, for one thing, I don't think like, even if we had that technology, which we clearly did by some point in history, I don't know that we had it then. I don't know that by six. Well, sure. And also it's kind of a moot point when we have video footage of, Jackie O taking a shower in JFK's brains from the day. So like, it doesn't really matter. There's that when William Cooper was selling the theory though, he did sell his own version of the Subruder film that was like slowed down to show you where this shooting happened. But my problem Uh with it on top of the fact that everything Bill Cooper ever said was like based on one memory from like 1965. (laughs) But Beyond that, the way he describes the shellfish toxin gun that he claims the limo driver used to kill JFK, yeah, it doesn't work the way the one the CIA later produced works. Because yeah. he was like, well, the limo driver, of course, you're going to have the limo driver do it because you want someone close in case the shellfish toxin doesn't work. You want the bullet or the pellet to explode in their head. And it's like, well, then why not just shoot him in the face if that's the thing? And also, that's not how the delivery system for this shellfish toxin weapon worked. It was like truly movie shit where it's not a bullet. It's like a little knee. Yeah, it's a dirt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, that makes no sense because you use the cell- the shellfish toxin when you want to quietly murder someone without people drawing a bunch of attention to it. You don't do that in public. And then I guess have someone else shoot him in the head for good measure. And also having the person who shoots him in the head to cover it up, putting them in a sixth floor book depository way up there. Way away. 
you're really rolling the dice on those shots missing Kennedy and then he just dies anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's also, you don't want that guy to possibly get away. You would put him close so we could get captured. Yeah. Yeah. That just doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite theory. I just don't believe it. But yeah, <laughs> like from an entertainment standpoint, it's my favorite. So wait, theory. okay. I, this is not the point of the episode, but I do need to know. Yes. So like, is the chain of events that he's describing the limo driver shoots JFK with the, with the poison. And then as JFK is dying, he has Lee Harvey Oswald shoot him. No, it's that once Lee Harvey Oswald shoots and all the commotion starts, the limo driver just turns around and shoots Kennedy while everyone else is distracted. Which, but why not just shoot him with a gun? <laughs> exactly. That was exactly my objection to the theory. That makes no sense. <laughs> like, it's such an elaborate ruse when, if we're talking shellfish toxin, couldn't you just had this motherfucker eat lobster at one of his events and then, like, fucking yeah! shoot him on the way out and be like, oh, who knew a guy from Massachusetts is this? <laughs> oh, the irony. <laughs> who knew? Yeah, the shellfish toxin gun doesn't make sense, but I am obsessed no, with no. the shellfish toxin gun, and I do need to know. It sounds like he. It sounds like that guy just. On. He just heard about the idea of a shellfish toxin gun. It was like, what if they use that to kill JFK? Not thinking whether that makes sense. Right, and yeah, I don't know that they JFK exhibited, and I don't know why we're debating this. Like, Me neither. The shellfish toxin funny. thing didn't happen. I just think it's fun. But I do also think the Secret Service accidentally shooting him is probably the most sound theory. I like that idea. It explains so much. It also explains, like, if you watch the Zapruder film, he reacts differently each time he's shot, as if he's being hit by different types of bullets. Like, one of the bullets, like, explodes, and the other just goes through him. And, yeah, that theory is that, it's because there were two different types of bullets, what the Secret Service yeah. was shooting and what Lee Harvey Oswald was shooting. So my big question with this Paul Landis guy, uh-huh. what the fuck is this book going to be? Yeah, that's my question. It sounds boring. Yeah, he's got a book coming out <laughs> October 10th or something called The Final Witness. Yeah. And I know like conventional wisdom would say that you and I wait for that book to come out and read it and then do this episode, but like what the fuck else is going to be in it? Other thing. Right. Exactly. Like, I feel like they really, this feels like a government plot. Like, yeah, we'll give you a write up in the New York times. Now no one's ever going to read your book because we just told everyone what's in it. Well, cause like I got to the end of this thing and I'm like, why did the New York times write an article about this guy? There's not anything in this article really other than a few him talking about this for like a few paragraphs and then that's it i mean it it makes it sound like it's going to be a memoir and i don't want to read about this guy's life yeah i don't want to read this guy's memoir at all i mean his claim about that bullet is pretty important like it It, it's interesting like it kind of blows up the magic bullet theory if he's right because then it's clearly not the bullet (laughs) they say it is unless it's yeah. even more magic and it like reshaped itself into a bullet and then just went and nestled behind Kennedy for the rest of the trip. But sure. beyond that, like what he's saying does really poke some holes in that theory, but like, so what, like what's going to come yeah. of it? That's the frustrating yeah. thing is there's still, 
as much as they've released about Kennedy, there's still those last few pages that are still classified. And God damn it, I feel like that's where they're like, actually, the Secret Service accidentally did it. Sure. And you know what? Maybe. I feel like if they just came out and said that, I don't think there would be the amount of uproar that people think there would be. Even if we knew they actively covered it up. Right. I think at this point in history, we have so many bigger fish to fry. I don't think people would be that alarmed. It's also... Nobody would care... They'd be joking about it for a few days on Twitter and then it would be forgotten like everything else that happens. Either that or we would just still act like it's a conspiracy theory, even though the government is just straight up saying it. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. They need to just just declassify everything. Fucking get it over with. Come on. JFK and Elvis both. I need sure. I need the rest of Elvis's file. The part that's still classified for national security (laughs) reasons. I need to know what those national security reasons are. He was just Elvis. You know? <laughs> just Elvis. I mean, he was just Elvis. Like, he was a big-time performer, but he wasn't, as far as we know, he wasn't a government asset <laughs> of any sort. So, release the rest of those files. Let me know what totally. part of Argentina he lived the rest of his life. <laughs> Sucks that he had to live with all those Nazis for the rest of his right? life. Right? I know. I would not choose my post- identity change uh location to be argentina yeah i don't think you get to choose though at least he saw maradona win a world cup yeah there you go exactly sorry that, i know well, exactly probably, what i was gonna say i know you were probably yeah i know you were gonna say that sorry it's uh, okay <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the other thing about this guy he's got a book coming out yes and on the one hand it's tempting to be like well there's there's why he would lie he's gonna make a billion dollars off this book. No, he's not. No one, no one's going to buy this book. Like I'm no. not going to buy it. No. Like I've heard what it I will need be to. the same hardcore people who buy every one of these books. Yeah. Who buys it. And like, I do think this guy believes what he's saying. I don't sure. necessarily not believe him. I mean, there's some discrepancies in his story. He did issue a statement like almost immediately after the Kennedy assassination where he didn't mention any of this stuff. Right. He, he said he heard two shots and that was it, which I know that seems suspect at first, but also imagine you're the guy that like pilfered evidence from Kennedy's <laughs> limousine and then just haphazardly tossed it on a stretcher. And now they're right. asking you what happened. You're not going to say that part. You're not, gonna, no. you're not going to admit to tampering with evidence. And he even says that he's like, by the time they asked me for a statement, I was like, Oh, did I do something wrong? I might've done something <laughs> wrong here. And so he wasn't honest in his statement, which right. I know that's like the statements contradictory to what he's saying now, but I think that's a pretty valid explanation. Sure. And I think it's as questionable that his statement changed I find it equally questionable that the Warren Commission never interviewed him. Yeah, they should have. That was a real over oversight. Yeah, like he was in the motorcade. He was protecting yeah. Jackie Kennedy. It makes no sense to not interview all of those people. Yeah, no sense at all. And his thinking for a long time was, well, a bunch of uh, Secret Service agents went out and like partied till five in the morning before all that <laughs> happened. 
No, he makes it clear that they were not drinking until five in the morning. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> in Dallas. Yeah. No, we were just doing loads of Coke. Kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Get drunk. That's irresponsible. Yeah. He, for a lot of years, thought they were just kind of protecting the agents who went out, which in retrospect, uh-huh. that doesn't make a ton of sense. But I, I mean, this guy would have his reasons for sure. not being completely upfront at first and finally at the age of 88 coming out and telling the story. Although yeah, the book, I can't do it. I know, I know the book is just going to be like 60 years of not telling this story in 1945. And I, no thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Hard pass on that, which, yeah, that's why I found this art. We'll link to the article. That's what I found so fascinating about it. It's like, who's going to read the book after this? Sure. Yeah. Like the big explosive detail is like right there in this New York Times article. Yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to read it and get back to us and tell us if there's any anything else interesting. What if it's just 10 chapters about how aliens actually killed JFK? <laughs> the New York Times. That would be more interesting than most of the JFK theories. <laughs> so I would be into that. That's true. Uh, it would be funny, like, he would probably make the same amount of money from this book if it was not a book and it was just a pamphlet doing step-by-step what he did on the day that JFK was assassinated. Yeah, he would make more money monetizing a YouTube video about yeah. this than selling a book at this point. Like, he really is aiming for, like, that baby boomer conspiracy yes. element out there. Like, yeah, the youngs are fucking with, you know... QAnon and skibbity toilet. Like <laughs> so I think that's our episode. Do we have any final thoughts on Paul Landis? I don't not believe him. Yeah, I don't. I, I've got no reason to think he's being dishonest. Uh, yeah, no, not really. He's, he found this bullet. And I think that that is definitely worthy of a full book. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I just like it's I'm glad he came forward with this information. Yeah, I think it is important to the JFK assassination sure, yeah. story, but I'm not buying your book, Paul. That's, that's a tall ask right now. Yes. So I can get to the end and just go, Oh yeah, he found the bullet. He, look at that. He found that bullet pristine. Only one or two grains lost. Go figure. But yeah. Yeah. I think we're on the same page as to the most compelling theory about JFK. Yes. Like combination accident and ass- assassination attempt. Everyone's right. I love it. Yeah, Absolutely. And yeah, if anyone out there, ha- have you seen the JFK smoking gun documentary? No, we've talked about it enough times that I feel like I have. It's really good. I, I might even seen it. go back and rewatch it after this. Um, yeah, I need to see it. It's on, I think it's still on Netflix. It's real good. I, I can't recommend it enough. Go watch it, everybody. And I think that's our episode, right? Yeah, yeah, that's our episode. <laughs> Unless you have anything to add about Paul Landis and the not magic bullet theory. No, I think, you know, good for him. I hope I hope his book goes well. Yeah. I mean, at least he'll be able to hit, like, are there conspiracy theory conventions? God, that would well, be a weird thing. They have to exist, yeah, right? They must. I mean, we went to the alien convention, which is basically a <laughs> I mean, conspiracy theory convention. That, I mean, that was just science. That's not. It's, well, sure. That's right. That was all science. Yeah. We walked in. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like there was probably some people talking about JFK there, too. Oh, probably. 
Yeah, I'm sure if we dig hard enough, there's an alien JFK conspiracy. Maybe we'll cover that for a bonus episode sometime. Yeah, exactly. But (laughs) until then, we should get the fuck out of here. Olivia, thank you so much for doing this episode. Thanks for having me. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? I will just plug adamtodbrown.substack.com. And there's going to be other stuff coming soon. How about you? I mean, you know, I'm not really doing much right now other than working. You can find me on Twitter at hi there, hi there. I never, I'm sorry. You can find me on x.com at hi there. You can X me at hi there, hi there. <laughs> um, Is that what they're calling it? it? I don't know. Are they calling them X? X's? X's? No, they're just calling them posts. Okay. That's so stupid. Fucking boring. They should call them posts, but spell it with an X instead of an S. Oh, and you'd be like, how do you pronounce this? I don't know. Yeah. You'd be like, post. What's it look like, idiot? Um. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Olivia, say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. People of Earth, your planet is out to be destroyed.